Hello. At CD Media, we are literally the tip of the spear. From Ukraine to the vaccine to Brazil, we've been at the tip of the spear on all these stories early. So if you want to know what's going on in the world early, before the rest of the news catches up, watch CD Media. But you know what? We have to make money. So we do have ads on the sites. But I know people don't like pop-up ads. They don't like ads. It's a problem. I mean, you get them on your phone, etc. If you don't like ads, you can sign up for our no ad subscription, which is a few bucks a month. You get access to all of our sites, not just CD Media, but the Manhattan, the Miami Independent, the Connecticut Sentinel, the Georgia Record, Armed Forces Press, Tsarism overseas in Eastern Europe, and CDM Espanol if you speak Spanish. So all of these sites are available with no ads. So sign up for our no ad subscription. You can find it on the websites. There's a pop-up and also in the top menu. And, and pay us a few bucks a month. Support free media. Support your children's future. Support the fight against the corrupt media narrative. Thank you very much. And now let's get to our guest. So today in American Conversations, we are delighted to have Claire Batag, who's a sophomore at St. Mary's College in, uh, where are you, South Bend, Indiana? Yes. Across the street from Notre Dame University. So Claire, welcome to welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. You know, I love talking to people and the generations behind us because you you, you teach us so much about what you're experiencing in this woke culture. So your story is intriguing because all you wanted to do was open up a club on St. Mary's campus. You're raised Catholic. You're going to an all-Catholic girls university. You went to an all-girls high school. So, and it was Catholic, right? Your high school was Catholic? Yes, very Right, much. so your, your faith is strong. You're, you're raised in a, in a Catholic family. Um, Claire, tell the audience what happened because it, it's, it's very intriguing to me that... Uh, you know, we're supposed to be we're supposed to be uh, living in a not a woke. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a woke society, but at the same time, it's the liberals that want to be able to do anything, and then you try to do something, and you were shut down. Tell the audience what happened. Yeah. So back in November, I actually decided I was talking with a group of my friends, and we were just talking about how there weren't very many conservative-based clubs here on campus being offered to us. There was only um, St. Mary's Bells for Life. And of course, we're a part of it, but we were like, there's all these other um, left-based clubs, and we we just wanted to be a part of um, just a Republican-based clubs. So um, yeah, after we had this conversation, I was like, we should start a Turning Point USA chapter. Um, So I initially had submitted a form for um, approval by the school to get this club registered um, and recognized here on campus. And after going back and forth between um, some members of the administration um, and myself, it was just a back and forth process. Um, I was rejected and denied to be recognized as an official club here on campus due to many differing transgender views um, on transgender ideology and just because they were, I guess St. Mary's is very pro the transgender movement and Turning Point's not. So they didn't want to be affiliated with this club. So, so, we this, were- is, so this is run by Charlie Kirk and, and you get, you've been to some of Charlie's uh, yes. speeches and lectures and turning yeah. point events. And that's why you wanted to have it. Yeah. All right. So 
the stated reason is that they didn't want you to do it, but they didn't initially give you a real reason for it. They just said that it was a flat out rejection, correct? Right. Yeah. So they initially um, told me, oh, we want to have you come in for a meeting so that we can talk about this for a little bit. And I thought it was going to be more of a conversation where they're like, okay, tell us more about the club and then we'll give you a decision. But when I showed up for this meeting, they were basically like, no, you're not going to be recognized as a club. Here's why. Um, we just don't want to be affiliated with Turning Point. They're very transphobic, um, homophobic, all of these things. And when I came out of this meeting, I was just very unsatisfied with, with that conversation. So I reached out to my Turning Point USA headquarters rep, and he was like, yeah, you need to ask for more specific reasonings because this just simply like it, 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 they don't have any actual reasoning. So I did, I ended up reaching out back to them and I was like, listen, this is great if you have these reasonings, but I can I just get a written reasoning like on paper? And so it took them, I think like about a month or so, maybe even longer. And eventually they, the same thing, they were like, oh, they're transphobic, they're homophobic, they're this, they're that. And again, I was like, this won't do it for me. Um, can we have actual evidence for this? And so the lady I was initially con um, in contact with, she was like, okay, like, can you do me a favor? Can you just reach out to so-and-so, which was her supervisor? She's like, you just might need to go straight up to her. So I, I ended up um, sending her a nice, like, respectful email. I was like, I want to start this club here on campus. Here's what we stand for. I know you've been hearing about, you know, the dialogue between myself and so-and-so, but um, I need actual evidence for re your reasoning for disapproval of this club. And again, she said pretty much because I said so, like she didn't really give any solid explanation. And so then I did come back with another solid email. I mm -hmm. was like, I'm going to ask one more time. I was like, I need this response by this Friday. Cause like this whole process had been so long it was just getting to be so frustrated I, I gave her a deadline i was like i need this response by friday um and then finally she was like she gave me these like four bullet points of reasons why they were um or like four bullet points of reasonings um and proof of reasons why she should reject the club and so, did, she, did she mention trans trans uh, uh phobic yeah, she gave me, so the four reasonings for rejection were one, um, on Turning Point's website, they had a live feed page devoted to transgender issues and other LGBTQ issues, two being their merchandise shop sells anti-trans, real men aren't women t-shirts, three being, she quoted um, a speech from Charlie Kirk um, stating that 1950. 50s men were protectors and would prevent, like if it were up to them, they would prevent transgender athletes from comp competing in sports. And then four, um, she quoted um, Charlie Kirk a, sec a second time when he said that the country um, has a transgender issue and is an issue of reality. So those were her four like examples. So did she disagree with Charlie that the transgender issue is a reality? Uh, I think, yeah, I think she, I uh, found it like threatening or um, yeah, threatening towards the trans 
gender movement and transgender community. So I think she, yeah, she disagreed. All right. So, so obviously we're dealing with somebody and I'll say this, it sounds like somebody, somebody at St. Mary's is really stupid about the history of transgender here in the United States, because the first transgender sex surgery clinic was mm -hmm. opened at John Hopkins in the 1960s. It was run by a doctor named Dr. John Money, who claimed that everything that he was doing there in the 60s and 70s was on the up and up. There wasn't any fraud. Everybody that went through this operation was, you know, happy. And there was a Swedish study that was done in the 70s. And what they and that was over several decades. And as people who had gone through the transgender operations in this survey, what the Swedes found was that they were not happy. They felt more isolated, suicidal and lonely as the years went on. And at that point in time in the 1970s, Dr. Paul McHugh, who's still alive, he's about 93 or 94 years of age, found that money had lied in his uh, studies and they shut it down. So the big question is, how do we end up with over 100 clinics here in the United States in the last 15 years? And why is everybody ignoring the history of what happened with transgender sex surgery clinics going back in the 60s and 70s? I mean, but, but from a personal point of view, for, for a, a young woman like yourself, who just wants to have, you know, wants to have a, a group that identifies with her values. How do you feel about that when, when they're basically saying, well, no, everybody else can do what they want, but you, Claire, you, you and your group of friends cannot have this? Well, it's interesting because if you go onto St. Mary's website, they, and you look up under their core values, it, under the community point, they say that St. Mary's has a, is a vital community where each member is valued and where all are um, respected by a common purpose. And we all live in an atmosphere of mutual respect and we are called to share responsibility for the success of the college, college's mission. But I, I honestly don't feel like I'm getting any mutual respect. Um, I think it's pretty contradictory um, to what their, their mission is. And they also say that they can commit themselves to meeting the spiritual needs of all members of faith. But in this circumstance, I feel that if anything, I'm being discriminated against um, just being a Catholic at a Catholic university, which is kind of ironic. You would think that that would be the one religion that they would pri prioritize over the others. But, you know, this Turning Point USA's values and their morals perfectly aligned with the Catholic Church. So I don't know why I as a student need to be standing up and fighting for Catholic values to be placed at a Catholic institution. They should already be here and it shouldn't be something that I have to fight and work towards. So do we know how much money St. Mary's takes from the federal government? Because last June 18th, 2022, President Biden Mm -hmm. had thrown the entire weight of the federal government, every department, Department of State, Department mm -hmm. of Education, Department of Agriculture, across the board, <clears throat> pardon me, um, behind the LGBTQI plus um, platform that, that he has pushed out there. Do we know if, if St. Mary's is doing this because they're taking federal funds? I That's not something I'm actually sure of, but yeah, I don't know. Did they, did they have mandated vaccinations at St. Mary's? Yes, they did. They, um, 
right before I came here, when I was an incoming freshman, they did send out and say that everybody had to be vaccinated before coming. And we did have the option of getting a medical or religious exemption, um, which I personally did choose to get the religious exemption, but it was a very, very long process. It took a while for me to get that. And they, they definitely made it um, a process more difficult than it needed to be. Sure. And I wonder, and so that raises another question. Did St. Mary's accept any federal money for that? To push I don't know. That program? Yeah. Because what we do as, as journalists is we follow the money. Who's mm -hmm. getting paid? The churches that were closed down, that opened up to have uh, COVID injections put into their congregation. Mm -hmm. A lot of people made an awful lot of money off of uh, using their institutions, their universities, their hospitals to fulfill the mandated vaccination shots. Um, and we all now know that it doesn't prevent the disease and it certainly doesn't prevent the transmissibility and it actually lowers one's autoimmune system the more they get them. Is St. Mary's now pushing for boosters for the students? I believe they did, yeah, um, because Notre Dame came out and said that they were requiring the boosters, and that's why a lot of my friends got vaccinated, and they were like, oh, like, they regretted getting the vaccine in the first place, because once you sign up for the first one, you got to do the rest. Um, so when Notre Dame came out and said that they were mandating the boosters, St. Mary's did as well. Do you feel lost in, the, in that university at all? Honestly, yeah. I mean, I, that's kind of the whole reason why I started this or I wanted to start this chapter here is just because it didn't seem like there were a lot of like-minded girls here. Um, but as soon as I started this chapter here, honestly, like you'd be shocked. So many girls have reached out to me and alumni too, just saying like, Claire, we saw what you were doing. Like we want to join the club. We're very like-minded. And I think a lot of the girls here feel like they're the silent majority um, or minority um, and they don't feel like they can talk about their, their politics here because they feel like outnumbered. So I honestly did feel like I felt lost in the beginning, but honest, like starting this club has really like given me hope and has been like, okay, maybe I can stay at this university um, if I'm meeting this many girls who are in the same boat as me. So everybody had had a, um, they were feeling lonely. In I think so, yeah. And then, you, so. and then you led the way and you cracked open the door. So now you're having a conversation, even though it's making maybe some university officials, uh, you know, nervous. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, let me, let me ask you a question. Are there any men who have trans, who have, uh, are transgender on St. Mary's campus? No. Not as of right now, at least. All right. So this is not an issue of athletes. We're, we're not talking um, a transgender man playing or transgender woman. I, you know, uh, I don't know. Playing field hockey with the rest. Yeah. Of them. No, not a, not that I've heard of. Um, I think that my a, a lot of my friends like they like to question the school and like. Uh, one of my friends a few weeks or a few months back, like ended up calling the university and was like, hi, I'm a, pr a prospective um, incoming freshman. I was thinking about coming to St. Mary's. I wanted to know your take on um, what a trans, like what you would do if I were a transgender student who wanted to come here. And they completely avoided the question. They were like, oh, 
we're working on that right now. Like you're going to have to get back to us on that, but that's an issue we're working on right now. And like, so I don't know where their position stands right now on all of that, but as of right now, I think they, they haven't let any transgender men or women. I don't know what the difference well, possi- is. You pops- possibly would find out because most, most of you undergrads live on campus, right? Yes. Yes. Okay, because it'll be a, it'll be a dorm issue at, at some some of these um, yes campuses definitely. where it's not a co-ed university. Definitely. So so where where does it stand now? They've basically said no to you. Are you going to take it further? Yeah. Well, I've talked to my parents about it, and I'm like, yeah, I could keep fighting back with the school, but um, my my Turning Point USA headquarters or. Um, Indianapolis representative said that I think over or about half of the Turning Point USA chapters are not officially recognized by the schools, but they can like still continue to like pursue doing the club. So as of right now, I am um, planning on doing the club here on campus. Um, Just unfortunately, we won't be able to be like recognized by the school which I think that only prevents us from doing things like tabling or hosting certain events within the buildings here, but they really can't prevent us from getting like a bunch of conservative girls together and talking about politics because at the end of the day, like, is that really a club or is it just a group of students, you know, talking politics? Um, So yeah, we are going to go forward and I think keep the, the, keep the club running, but I still have yet to decide if I'm going to keep pushing back against the school. I think right now I'm just trying to spread awareness about, you know, the situation. When you talk to, you know, your high school friends who are at different universities, mm-hmm. are they, are, and the ones who are conservative, are they running into difficulties like this at other universities? Yeah, I, I mean, not in terms of like starting clubs or anything, because I don't think any of them have tried doing that. But I think it's definitely an issue with my cousins and my friends who are conservative. They see that all the administration at most universities have been very, very liberal. Um, And they've found it difficult to make conservative friends because I think a lot of the girls and guys who are conservative feel like they can't talk about their faith or their politics just because they don't want to be, they're afraid of cancel culture. So it's been hard for them as well. Well, congratulations on, on having the courage to do this. I mean, you, you've proven yourself to be a, a, a leader at a very young age, and I, th- I think it's terrific that you're doing it. And I hope you don't push back, and I, th- I think you, you should, because it's your generation that's being impacted by this mm-hmm. at, at great numbers. And 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 I will tell you, as, as a journalist who spent many years in Africa, <clears throat> when people like Jane Fonda are against the female mutilation in Africa, People need to ask that question. Why would somebody be for something like this without parental guidance, parental oversight? Um, and with, it has such long lasting effects. And there's enough people who are speaking out about what happens and their regrets of having gone through the operations. Mm-hmm. And, and it's a it's a discussion that needs to be had, especially in your generation, mm-hmm. especially because the numbers are out there and there's more girls for whatever reason now that think that they are boys and they're ha- they're having the, you know their breasts removed 
I mean, it, it, and this is this is very serious, and people people are not having enough. And I think I think it's commendable to you, commendable to to your uh, school colleagues, that you that you guys want to have these conversations because mm-hmm. these type of conversations should not be shut down. No, I agree. Well, Claire, thank you so much for joining us. I want you to come back. I want you. I want you to come back if they take any action against you for for talking to us. And I want. And I wish you luck on this. I think. I think it's great that you, that you're that you're really going forward with this. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you, and we hope to see you soon.